Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. We're talking about Only You by Yazoo. Kind of an appropriate song for this day, I guess. Let's do it. Super Hits Podcast, and we're here for all you lovers with a nice Valentine's Day track. I am your host, Brother Love, except, you know, it's Brother Slip, but I'm here managing my special new attraction. Who's out there? The Mega Mix Taker. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Hey, we haven't done that joke three times. Hey, look at me uh, coming up with some uh, special names for our intros. My gimmick. <laughs> Yes, I love it. Uh, so, yeah, we are in uh, Valentine's Day season. And by that, I mean this show is coming out on February 14th. Yes. Uh, so we're going to talk about a, uh, a nice track from uh, the UK. It's Only You by Yazoo. Do you just want to uh, dive into this one? Let's do it. All right, so let's address this right off the hop. Yes. The band's name is Yazoo. It is. But in North America, they had to be called Yaz mm -hmm. because, you know, the usual copyright bullshit. Yeah, there was a Canadian band, I believe, called Yazoo. Yeah. Or, was it a band or was it some kind of brand? I, I think, think it was. So. A, it had to be a band. Yeah. So, yeah, they had to be called Yaz in North America. I kind of wish that they'd gone with uh, Yazoo X or Yazoo UK. But I was about to mention that, um, you know, obviously charlatans were charlatan UK. Bush was Bush X. My favorite, though, has to be. And it's not about being in Canada, and it's not about another band. It's the ba the band Green Jelly, yep, who uh, were originally Green Jello, uh, <laughs> and Jello sued them, so they changed their name to be written Green Jelly, but I'll claim that the Y was pronounced O. Uh huh. <laughs> nice. Terrible band. Funny story. So Yazoo are an English synth pop band. They're from Essex in the UK. And they consist of two members, former Depeche Mode member Vince Clark on keyboards and Alison Moyet on vocals. They formed in late 1981 after uh, Vince Clark responded to an advertisement that Moyet placed in a British music magazine. Uh, the pair had known each other previously to this. That's how we met for this podcast, a newspaper advertisement. Well, we kind of met over a magazine. We went to high school together, but we bonded over a wrestling magazine, I believe yes. featuring The Undertaker. <laughs> it was, The Undertaker on the cover. Uh -huh. Now that's hashtag marketing. Yep. According to Alison Moyer, the name Yazoo is taken from the specialist blues record label Yazoo Records. The decision, of course, led to a lawsuit... Uh, by the label over the band's name, and coupled with the fact that the name Yazoo was already used by a lesser-known American rock band. Oh, it was an American rock band. Yeah. Okay. So Not the group was renamed Yaz in North America. You know what that is? That's baloney. Yes. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they released two albums in 18 months, Upstairs and Eric's and You and Me Both, both which was received critical acclaim, though I did look at the reviews of Upstairs at Eric's on uh, the Wiki page. Mm -hmm. Not critically acclaimed by every publication. Uh, Chris Gow, though, gave it a B plus. So there you go. Oh, yeah, and, and in his world, that could either mean it's good or it's really bad. Yeah. Uh, sometimes changes. Uh, so despite their success, the duo split acrimoniously in May 1983. Reflecting in 2008 on the split, both Moye and Clark agreed that a lack of communication between the pair had been the major reason for the breakdown. Moyer recalled that Clark was very creative, uh, was very uh, creatively very encouraging, 
Very open to hearing ideas for songs. The thing I found difficult was the lack of warmth. I wanted to feel more likable. And you can't feel likable if somebody doesn't want to interact with you. Jesus. Uh, Clark said, It all happened very fast because we hadn't been in a band for years. Playing in clubs, it was very much just a working relationship. We never had a chance to bond. We never really knew each other. Um, so basically, they got together because of this ad and made music, but I guess they weren't friends. I, I guess. Yeah. Like, it sounds like not at all. It's kind of like Penn, Penn and Teller will be like, well, we don't really hang out. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're always, you know, together or like, you know, uh, Tim and Eric aren't like best friends, but still, like, you would think that there would be, you know, some kind of friend. I guess not, though. Well, and when you read this, this is an interview 25 years after the fact where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't bad, but blah, blah, blah. I'm sure at the time it was bad. They split up the band. So. Yeah, of course. Uh, so after the band split up, Vince Clark went on to form Eurasia, and, and yes. Allison Moyer had a pretty successful solo career, not as much, I think, in North America, but definitely overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2008, uh, 25 years after splitting, what do you think happened? What, did they, a reunion? Of course. Of course. It's all about the money, brother. Yeah, they got back together for a tour of the UK, Europe, and North America. Oh, and good for them. Yeah. So Upstairs in Eric's, uh, at Eric's is the group's debut studio album. It was released on August 20th, 1982 off of Mute Records. It was produced by the band and E.C. Radcliffe with assistance from Mute label boss Daniel Miller on some of the tracks. The group actually released two UK top three singles prior to the release of the album. One is Only You, which we're going to talk about in a second. Yes. And then there was also the more up-tempo and fantastic Don't Go. Don't the album go. reached number two on the UK album's chart and has been certified platinum by the BPI, denoting shipments in excess of 300,000 copies in the UK. Nice. Uh, it was less popular in North America. It reached number 92 on the Billboard 200. And in the U.S. and number 49 on RPM's albums chart in Canada. Mm-hmm. So the track Only You was written by Vince Clark when he was still in Depeche Mode. It was recorded in 1982 and it was released as a single on March 15th, 1982 in the U.K. Uh, it is, uh, you already knew this, but I have to tell the listeners. Yes. This is a synth pop song with a tempo of 108 beats per minute. Uh, you know, I was actually off. I thought it was 107. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And off. I have to admit when I'm wrong. Yeah. Yes. Before we recorded, you also said, "Oh, that sounds like an arpeggio chord progression," which you were correct. Oh, for sure. And Absolutely. and also correct when you thought it was composed in the key of A major. Plain as day. Yeah. When asked about the song, Moyer said, "Only you has a nursery rhyme simplicity and a lack of pretension. You don't need to be a great instrumentalist to play it. It's a universal everyman song." Uh, so Clark originally wrote the music on a guitar and then transposed the riff into synthesizer notes. Nice. Uh, he had written "Only You" as a sentimental ballad and wanted to find a vocalist who could sing with emotion. So around this time, the rhythm and blues band, the Screaming Abdabs, split. Yes. And their singer, Alison Moyer, uh, placed that ad in Melody Maker. Clark had heard her perform with a few other bands on the pub circuit and felt she was a good fit for the song. So he responded to the ad and asked her if she was interested in singing for a demo. Moyer was reluctant at first because she was never really big into pop music. She eventually agreed, saying she needed the money. Oh, absolutely. And had no way of making a demo on their own. 
So Clark recorded the demo for Only You on a four-track tape recorder and had already finished the backing track when Moyer arrived. Once the demo was finished, Clark presented it to Daniel Miller, the founder of Mute Records, who at first found it to be uninteresting. So uh, okay, yeah, he's probably like, Ugh, you know. Yeah. Uh, so later that evening, Publishing Associates from Scandinavia heard the demo and liked it. I like that story because it's so random. Like, yeah. oh yeah, some Scandinavian people heard it though and they liked it. So yeah, there you go. About a week later, Daniel Miller called Clark and told him that he and Moye should record re-record the song as a group and release it as a single. Moye was surprised as uh, about the news as neither she nor Clark had intended to actually start a band. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, they knew virtually nothing about each other besides musical abilities. And yeah. Moye described the pairing as almost like an arranged marriage. So again, probably, again yeah, yeah. not shocking. Yeah. So Only You was released as a 7-inch and 12-inch single. Uh, again, it was the first single from Upstairs and Eric's, and it was paired with the B-side, Situation, which might be one of the greatest B-sides of all time. Oh, Situation's so good. Situation uh, charted, it was Situation that charted in Canada. Yeah, I mean, it later, I think, became its own single, too, but yeah, yeah Situation was It's the was only fantastic. one that I could find when I was looking up, you know, doing some simple notes. So the cover art for Only You features an <laughs> illustration of an American football player, which is interesting, we're a day after the Super Bowl. Uh, we're I'm trying to forget it already. They should have an illustration of the refs. <laughs> oh god, that holding call, egregious. Yeah, I, I don't understand the uh, the cover art on this single. No, it's a little interesting. On the back, there's a photo of a guy sitting in a chair playing a guitar. And even that, yeah, that there's no guitar, <laughs> there's not a guitar to be found on this song. Yeah, so despite the fact that none of these photos make sense, I actually said it's one of the better covers for a single we've seen. Oh, for sure. No, it's 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 cool. Yeah, it's just it's like why? But I it, it, it does it does seem a little bit uh, kind of tongue in cheek, right? Yeah, it's some like you know these Brits. Well, they you know it's probably some kind of joke. Uh, so some versions of the single contain the B side "Winter Kills." Uh, the single clocks in at three minutes and eleven seconds, so a little short. <laughs> little short. <laughs> Uh, on Discogs, there are 62 versions of the single. Most are from 82 and 83. There was a re-release in 1999, uh, mostly on CD, single, and cassette. And there was a digital-only release in 2017, which I don't think counts. Like, I don't think... No, how does it count? Yeah, it's like, it was there digitally before. How is that a single? <laughs> exactly. Uh, from the Discogs notes section... It says, okay. there are two different master releases for Yazoo Only You and Yazoo Situation. Mm -hmm. Since some countries issued hybrid singles with elements from both, uh, the forum suggested some guidelines. So are you ready oh. for this? Oh, yes, please. All right. So records listed under Yazoo Only You Master should match two or more of the following criteria. Yes. Only You Black White Artwork. Okay. Original 2 minute and 22 version of Situation. Okay. Situation clearly labeled as B-side. Okay. And Matrix numbers originating from another unambiguous only you single. So there you, you go. No, that's that doesn't bode well for for my collection of Yazoo singles that I w was only hoping that would be considered mm. master releases. Yes. Now I'm in trouble. I got to go check them all. So Yazoo, if you can believe it, a band or a group that had two albums still has a few greatest hits LPs. Oh yes. Uh, we have Only Yazoo, The Best Of, The Collection, and Retrospect, all of which, of course, have this song on it. Uh, it's on uh, quite a few other compilations, a few of note. 
Uh, we've mentioned this one before. Raiders of the Pop Charts. Yes. This one was the UK compilation from 1982 that had a part one and a part two. There is a mix of good stuff and total nonsense. Yes. Uh, we have a Brazilian compilation released on Young Records in 1983 called Super Hits. <laughs> uh, Copiers. Yeah, I don't know any of the bands on this on the track list other than Yazoo, but there is one band called Soothsayer. <laughs> yes. Uh, the the song is featured in the films Can't Hardly Wait and The Chocolate War. Okay, uh, wait for sure. I remember that. Uh, you wanted to make sure I mentioned this. It is featured in one of the closing scenes in the final episode of the British TV series The Office. Yes. Uh, which is a fantastic series, and that is a fantastic scene. Yes, it is. Uh, the song was also heard in the closing scene of the Americans episode Dimebag. In the closing scene That's of the, right. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, in the closing scene of the Lucifer episode High School Poppycock. And Once Upon a Time episodes The Price and Dreamcatcher. Okay. Uh, it's been featured on the show Fringe. And also over uh, the credits of the episode three, uh, episode three of the BBC Hulu miniseries Normal People. It was also in the closing scene music for the American series 911 or 911. I don't know what you call that. Who knows? It's 911. Sure. And the song is a central plot point in the 2012 romantic horror film jack and diane so there you go right on you know well it does lend well to you know like soundtrack use yeah it's got kind of that long you know intro not too overwhelming i think it uh, i think it fits in nicely uh shall we go to the lyrics yes so in the end lyrics are pretty basic yeah uh the ones i wrote in or wrote i wrote them <laughs> you wrote me. the lyrics uh the ones i highlighted Sometimes when I think of her name, when it's only a game and I need you, listen to the words that you say. It's getting harder to stay when I need you. The rest of the song is pretty much just the chorus. So, Pretty uh, much. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't really pick anything. Looking from a window above, it's like a story of love. I, I guess that's a nice little line. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so lyrically, Only You is a torch song about the resignation of a relationship. So I went to dictionary.com. Yes, which find out what torch song Yeah, is. which defines a torch song as a sad or sentimental song, mm -hmm. typically about unrequired love. Yes. Uh, the singer knows the conflict-laden relationship is over, but desperately wants to be proven wrong. Enemies Privalan wrote about uh, that the song may have been initially about Clark's uneasy relationship with Depeche Mode. Ah. Uh, Alison Moyer turned the lyrics into the story of a person looking through a scrapbook of photo-like memories. Uh, so I gotta say, it's it's a great choice for uh, Valentine's Day to spark the romance with a song about <laughs> unrequited love yes. and sadness and memories. Uh, yep. Uh, Vince, <laughs> Vince Clark told Mojo Magazine in February 2013 that the song was directly influenced by Simon and Garfunkel's The Sound of Silence. Okay. He said yeah. it was written on guitar, a very simple me a melody with a kind of understanding, uplifting chorus, and I hope the words were kind of poetic. I could see it. Yeah, sure, for sure. So, there are quite a few comments on song meanings. Oh, no. I said lots of them weren't overly amusing. There is a lot of reference to the song be fe being featured in The Office. Mm -hmm. Or discussions about the how the song reminded people of their own relationships. Uh-huh. Uh, but there are two comments I wanted to share. Please. Uh, the first one got a lot of replies. I can't wait. Drunk Fool said, This song was written for the movie Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, easily, <laughs> easily one of the top ten movies of the '90s. So two statements that are dreadfully wrong. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. It's like okay, in like 17 years, there's going to be a movie, so we're going to write it for that. That's right. I love it. Uh, the song is prominent. Oh, sorry. This is uh, Free Wheelin' Mike. Okay. Sad. This song is prominently featured in the finale of the British television show The Office. There are only two seasons and one 90-minute special. I'd encourage ever anyone to watch it. It brings more significance to this song than Yaz ever could. <laughs> okay. So, you know? Oh, my God. People are just so, so obsessed. Uh-huh. Uh, at least, I mean, I think we said this on our last uh, episode, but like, also, oh, the British one's so much better than the American one. <laughs> so. Well, it is, but you know, again, like, do we have to talk about it constantly? I think that if we lined up the 12 best episodes of the American one against the 12 episodes of the British one, they'd hold up. The problem is the American oh, yeah, one had like, absolutely. like 300 For episodes, sure. right? For sure. No, I, I specifically, it just, it, it just, it just dropped off a cliff. Yep. But. But, you know, that's how it goes. All right. Shall we go to reception? Yes. So Only You debuted at number 72 on the UK singles chart on April 11th, 1982. Yeah. It was between the tracks I Will Love You by The Fur- uh, the Furries. The Furries. Okay. I don't know if, the, don't know if those were people that dressed up as uh, mascots and humped each other or not. <laughs> yes. And uh, the other track is Girl Crazy by Hot Chocolate. Nice. The song peaked at number two during the week of May 16th, 1982. The song that it was behind was the Eurovision winning song, A Little Peace. I listened to that song. It's by Nicole. It sucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is very much like your prototypical Eurovision song from the 80s. Yeah. You know, I once listened to them all and I can't remember that one, but yeah. There was some horrific songs. Uh, here's your top 10. Again, uh, right. May 16th, 1982 in the UK. A Little Piece at number one. Only You at number two. At number three, I Won't Let You Down by PhD. Number four, I uh, Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Okay, good. Number five, Goody Two Shoes by Adam Ant. Number six, We Have a Dream by the Scotland World Cup Squad. <laughs> yes. Number seven, Girl Crazy by Hot Chocolate. Number eight, Madness with House of Fun. Uh, number nine, one of your favorites, Ebony and Avery by Paul McCartney and Stevie oh, Wonder. Oh, my God. And number 10, Patrice Russian with Forget-Me-Nots. Oh, that's a classic. So there you go. Only- so so the, the Scottish team yep. would have recorded a uh, We Have a Dream for the 1982 World Cup in Spain. Yes. Uh, they uh, they did not. They, they finished at 1-1-1. Uh, one, one and one. And uh, they did not, uh, they did not make it into the uh, next round. Past the group stage, no, they did not. So their dream not fulfilled. All right. Well, only you stayed within the top ten for the next three weeks. After which it began to drop in position. Uh, during its chart one, uh, chart run, it was certified silver by the British uh, phonographic industry, denoting shipments of two hundred and fifty thousand copies. Mm. Uh, in the states. It debuted at number 90 on the Billboard Hot 100 on February 26, 1983. Uh, it peaked on March 19th at number 67. Mm-hmm. Actually remained at number 67 for three weeks. Okay. Uh, here's the top 10 for March 19th, 1983. Okay. Uh, number one, Billie Jean. Come on, of course. Yes. 
Number two, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band with Shame on the Moon. So boring. Uh, number three, Do You Really Want to Hurt Me by Culture Club. Yes. Number four, Duran Duran with Hungry Like the Wolf. Oh, yes. Number five, Pretenders with Back on the Chain Gang. Number okay. Number six, Lionel Richie with You Are. Uh, number seven, Kenny Rogers and Sheena Easton with We've Got Tonight. <laughs> number eight, Journey with Separate Ways, open parenthesis, Worlds Apart, close parenthesis. Nice. Number nine, Daryl Hall and John Oates, also known as Hall and Oates. Yes. With One on One. And number okay. 10, Mr. Roboto by Styx. Okay, that's an interesting... Uh, that's a, that's like a very very classic early 80s lineup, yep. I gotta say. Uh, also at number 37 that week was Little Red Corvette by Prince. Oh, that's a that's a classic. Yep. Uh, the song does not appear to have charted in Canada. It does not. Uh, situation definitely did. Yep. Uh, some chart positions from around the world. Australia had hit number six, number five in Ireland, again, number two in the UK, and uh, number 21 in Italy, number 39 in Belgium. <clears throat> On 72 in West Germany, my friend. Oh, yes. Forgot about the Germans. The Germans. Uh, the song has 120 million plays on Spotify, and the official nice. yeah, the official music video has just under three million views. This is uh, on YouTube. This is as of yeah. January 2023. Oh uh, yeah, so not not, not long. Yeah, NME in 1982 ranked this at number seven of their top ten tracks of the year. Mm, okay. And uh, it was pushed up a lot in 2012 when the website ranked it as number eight. Of their greatest pop songs in history. Wow. I mean, I like this song, but really? Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, a remix of Only You was uh, made the UK Top 40 again in 1999 while reaching number 16 in the US Billboard Hot Dance Music Club Play Chart. It is a slightly more peppier version of the original, and it's fine. It is not a... <laughs> so, there you go. So I saw something here on the Wiki where it said that they when this that the C that the CD single was released in 1996 of this. Oh well. So so they didn't have a CD single of this until 1996. Well, I guess I mean it was released in '82. I don't. No, know. no, I know. I'm just saying it, it took them even longer to get a CD think. single. Yeah, it took a it took a while. At least at least six or seven years of too too late. Yeah. Uh, should we go to covers and samples? Okay. All right, so this song was entirely an original. Yes. Uh, it was sampled by the Hood Internet in one of their '80s mega mixes, <sighs> as well as a group called Reality for uh, Reality for a track called Windows Ninety Nine, which is boring. <laughs> uh, but there are lots and lots and lots of covers. Yes. So the most notable cover of this song was by the Flying Pickets. Mm-hmm. who recorded an a cappella cover of Only You, which was the Christmas number one in the UK in December 1983. Of course uh, it was. If you have not heard it, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, here's the, it's uh, always with the Christmas number ones. Yeah, and here's a bonus for you. Here's the top ten in the UK. Yes. Christmas 1983. Only You by Flying Pickets at number one. Uh, my Oh My by Slade at number two. Uh, Victims by Culture Club at number three. L- Love of the Common People by Paul Young at number four. Uh, Margarita Time by Status Quo at number five. <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh-huh. Hold Me Now by the Thompson Twins at six. Nice. Tell Her About It by Billy Joel at seven. <laughs> uh, Islands in the Stream by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton at number eight. Okay. Uh, Let's Stay Together by Tina Turner at number nine. And okay. Please Don't Fall in Love by Cliff Richard at number ten. 
Uh, this uh, version reached number one in West Germany and was a top 10 hit across Europe as well as in New Zealand. And in Canada, it actually charted at number 17 in April of 1984. Well, Way to Go Flying Pickets, also noted in the Wiki, uh, their version was reportedly one of Margaret Thatcher's favorite songs. Ugh, of course, right? Yep. That biatch. <laughs> Baby Bianch. <laughs> uh, the Flying Pickets version was also used in a montage about the 2022 FIFA World Cup uh, during the oh, 2022 BBC Sports yeah. Personality of the Year Awards ceremony. Nice. nice. Uh, here's a few covers. Enrique, Enrique Iglesias released a cover of this in 1997. It hit number one in the US on the hot Latin tracks and the hot uh, Latin pop airplay charts. I said, it's about what you'd expect. It looks like there's uh, two. It looks like there's a Spanish version as well. Yep, and a Spanglish version. <laughs> I have not heard that one. Um, Kylie Minogue released a cover of this in 2015 as a duet with James Corden. It didn't have a lot of chart success, but it sounds fine. Um, I, this is a um, a kind of a running theme as I go through this. Yep. If you if you don't fuck with the song too much, it's not hard to cover it and sound okay. No, not at all. Uh, Selena Gomez released a cover in 2017, which reached number 12 in Sweden. Uh, it also sounds fine, though the lack of harmonies in the chorus kind of sound a little bizarre. Okay. Uh, here we go. Boomtang Boys, oh a Canadian dance remix group known for the single Squeeze Toy, nice. did a dance version of this in 1999. This one, I'm sure you know how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yes. There is a lullaby version of this by Twinkle Twinkle Little Rockstar, which I said is very good. Yeah, I can imagine that would be a, that would be a nice listen. Uh, in September 2015, Alison Moyet performed "Only You" as part of a four-song set at the Burberry Women's Spring Summer Con uh, Collection Fashion Show in London. The performance was later released as Alison Moyet Moyet live for Burberry EP. Uh, Burberry, eh? MJF style. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Uh, so there you go. The uh, there's an orchestral remix of "Only You," which was created by the pardon me for the Boots 2017 Christmas advertisement on British TV. Okay. Yazoo released the track on their YouTube channel on November 17th, 19, uh, 2017, 19, 1987 <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the remix features Moye's original vocal with a brand new orchestral backing track. Okay. Uh, Becky Hill uh, has released a stripped back version, which featured, uh, which was featured in the McDonald's Christmas advertisement in 2022. Good old uh, Mickey D's. Yeah, supposedly ten pence from every download was donated to BBC Children in Need. So Nick Dinks. <laughs> I said it's fine. Okay. Uh, cover version of the song by the Norwegian band Flunk is okay. used in Designated Survivor, the episode Line of Fire. I did not listen to it. Okay. And a cover of the song by Jonah Mutano was included uh, on the Love Victor Season 3 soundtrack, and that was released in June of 2022. Oh, oh yeah, that one. I remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah of course. Um, there you go. Music video time. Let's do it. So I describe this music video as strange. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, it looks like the set is supposed to be on a beach or a resort. Yes. There is simulated sand and water. It's clearly not on location. No, not at all. They've... It's clearly in a in a room of some kind. Yeah. So simulated sand and water. There are tables with umbrellas, tropical drinks. 
Yes. No one seems to be in bathing suits, but people are dressed for warmer weather. And they are, I, I feel like they're made to look like mannequins. Yeah, I said that everybody kind of has that new wave look of the early yeah. 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, think flock of seagulls haircuts with lots of makeup. Yes. Uh, some people actually have face paint. Yes. Uh, Alison Moyer is dressed all in black. At the start of the video, she's sitting in a chair and gets up to sing. Uh, yeah. Halfway through the song, she sits back down and then just sits for the rest of the song. Uh, <laughs> she does not smile or emote at all. I feel like no. this was done on purpose to look cool. She looks bored. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Vince Clark is playing keyboards and doing a tiny little dance as he plays. It's the tiniest of dances. Uh, The people in the background aren't really doing much of anything. They're just kind of sitting there and hanging out. There's basically no movement. Uh, That's uh, all my comments. Do you have any comments or do you want to rate it? Uh, Let's rate it. All right, rate the video. So, first off, the dude wearing his striped socks all pulled up high like an 80s pro wrestler is a plus. Uh-huh. I mean, he gets a lot of screen time with his with his stripes, <laughs> striped socks. Yep. Everybody looks bored. I think it kind of works a little bit. Um, the video's disaffectation captures the feel of the song. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10 because I kind of like the aesthetic. All right. But, like, I wouldn't want to watch it a bunch. Uh, I didn't like it. I gave it a 2. I, right. uh, and I, I mean, I really like the song as we're going to get into, so I guess my expectations were a lot higher. But there's no excuse <laughs> for what they did here. Like it's it looks like let's put in the least amount of effort, but still try to look cool. And it yep. it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't work for me. So yeah, two out of ten. Uh, the song, I like it. Uh, I think it's simple. I think it's pretty. I think it's unique. I, I like the layered synth. So this is just a little bit of a treat. Uh, I'm also a fan of like these. Uh, melancholic songs in, in, in the in the pop new wave genre. I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10. I like this song. Uh, this is a great song, I think, in my humble opinion. Yes. Uh, I like how it's used in movies and soundtracks. I think that they've made good use of it. As you said, it's kind of written really nicely to be used in movies. It's, yeah, it's sure. short. Uh, they get into the, the track right away. Uh, you know, it really tugs at those heartstrings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love a number of tracks by... Uh, Yazoo, uh, Moye's voice is fantastic. I'm giving this one an 8 out of 10. All right, buddy. So there you go. And uh, I'm passing it over to you to talk about what goodness you've got lined up for next time. Uh, Coming up on Friday, we are going to be taking a look at Rhythm is Gonna Get You by Gloria Stefan and Miami Sound Machine. Oh, yes. An interesting one. We're going to get get our dancing shoes on. Oh, I can't wait. For this one. Uh, So there you go. If you want to uh, hit us up, tell us about... Your favorite Valentine's tracks. Tell us about your happy or sad songs about only or sad stories about only you. We are at superhitspodcast at gmail.com, at superhitscast on Twitter, at superhitspodcast on Instagram, where I spam followed a whole bunch of people. So now we have a bunch of followers. Yes. Uh, mostly other 80s podcasts. But, I'm getting uh, into some of that trickle down on my Instagram as well. <laughs> yes. That's so great. Yeah. Also a couple of like porn bots. So. Perfect. Yeah, that, something else. Anyways, that's where you can hit us up if you want to give us any commentary. Hit up our Spotify and Apple Music playlist, Super Hits Podcast playlist, to hear this song and all the tracks we've covered, as well as some that we're covering in the future. In the future. Uh, you can hit me up. I am Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. Uh, I'm Jamie C. Megamix.com.com is my website. Thanks for listening, friends. See ya.